Dean, you're yes. here? Yes, thank you for having me. This week is our special fun week. You know, it was about time we gave our listeners something fun, right? They've been putting up with us right. for a long time now, not having much fun. We're so, so serious, Tim. I know, we are. So let's have some fun. So we're doing, as you know, we're releasing an episode every day this week, Monday through Friday. And its special theme is Shark Week. Lowercase s. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Just like our logo. <laughs> not official Shark Week, but right. official Talking Back Shark Week. Right. Uncopywritten shark shark week. <laughs> yeah, lowercase, lowercase. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So Monday, Tuesday is going to be Jaws one, part one and two, uh, the best movie of the series, my number one movie of all time. That one we wanted to talk a little bit longer on, so we're doing that two parts, and then Wednesday we'll have Jaws two, Thursday we'll have Jaws three D, Friday Jaws the Revenge. Yes, you get I'm to excited. listen to us descend into madness. That's right. As we yeah. get deeper and deeper into the Jaws movies. That's right. So uh, we hope you enjoy this Shark Week and uh, we're having fun with it and we hope you do too. Talking Shark. All right, we're back. Dean. Yes. Another episode. You're here. I'm so, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm ready for another episode. You made it. We missed you last time. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't make it out last time. We had an alternate guest co-host. I heard. I heard you had a a fresh face, a new star. Yeah. Some would say. Yeah. Your job is at risk, actually. Yeah, definitely. Comments have been leaning that way. Yeah. Yeah. But you, um, you are, are cheaper to okay. afford yeah. than our uh, That's last fair. guest. That's fair. So I'll probably keep you as guest co-host. Okay, okay. So this week, we're uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing podcast at the lake. Yeah. You and I are on vacation, yeah. and our families are out at the lake. And we thought, you know what? We can't let our fans down. No. We can't take a week off. True. Fresh so, new studio. Yeah, we're in, a, yeah. we're in a fresh new studio. Arguably, just as hot. It seems just as hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. It, it, it seems to be something with us in studios that they're always really warm. So I, I like it. I'm fine with it. It's nice sometimes to get the sweat going. It's nice when you get yeah. out. Yeah. That's that's where you realize. <laughs> right. When we take our breaks and you just hit that waft of fresh air. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's worth it. Yeah. You feel like you're alive again. Yeah. That's great. So what are we doing this week? We recently have done your favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Alien. Alien. Yeah. Alien. And you tried to convince me. Yeah. You tried and tried for it to take over top spot for me. Right. And it didn't. It didn't. It didn't it, quite make it. It didn't quite make it. Right. But I like arguably the best podcast out there. Like great episode, right? Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic episode. <laughs> okay. I loved it. Loved yeah, it. Love yeah. the movie too. Yeah. Love the movie. It is in my top something. Right. Very top 10 for sure. Yeah. Love didn't it. quite convince you on the one though. No. No. But okay. uh, yeah, I still, I'm still feeling the love for Danny O.B., and yeah, his story. Man. Danny O.B. But what we're going to do this week is I'm going to take a crack at convincing you to change your number one okay. to my number one, okay. which is Jaws. Okay. So we're here. We thought, what better time than at the lake to do a podcast about Jaws? For sure. My yeah. favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm ready to be convinced. I'll do my best. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't. 
I don't know if I'll convince you. Yeah. Very similar Sim- movie to right. Alien. Similar movies. Similar. Right? Yeah. They pitched Alien as Jaws in Space. Yeah. Yeah. It's no coincidence so, that yeah. they're that we like both those movies yeah. so much. And I would say going into this podcast, Jaws is in my top four. Oh, great. So it's not far from that one. Yeah. So we'll see if it can jump a couple spots. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see if we can move it up a bit. So I feel like the first thing we need to do is clear the elephant in the room. What would that be? Well, what's the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room is that when I saw this movie the first time, now keep in mind, I was probably only five or six years old. I was pretty young. I was pretty young. Too young. Too young. (laughs) Too young. I showed a real interest in sharks at a young age. I loved them. I used to have shark books. Yeah. I would find the the scariest pictures in the book. I'd go down into our basement into the laundry room, which was the scariest place in the house. I remember it, yeah. I'd open the book up. I'd put it right to my face. <laughs> I'd close my eyes. And then I'd open them and slowly pull the book away from my face. And there's like a giant open shark's mouth there. And I loved it. You I, love terrifying yourself. I love yeah. terrifying myself. Wow. So I think uh, I think mom and dad thought, well, maybe this guy can handle Jaws. Right? Interesting. So, Interesting. I, and yeah. I, I wanted to see it. And it was, it was, I think they saw it dating. They saw yeah. it in the theater dating. Yeah. And uh, they they decided to show it to me. Wild choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, the elephant in the room is that I cried. You cried at the I, end of Jaws. I, I cried at the yeah. end of Jaws. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I cried because... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well, the reason... Why did you cry at the, the end of Jaws? The reason I cried was because... <laughs> I can't, I can't quite pick it. I don't know if the mic's picking it up or what. There's some interference. The reason I cried was because the shark got killed at the end of okay, Jaws. so five-year-old you. Five-year-old me. The movie ends. Five-year-old me's crying. Mom <laughs> and dad think they... Because pieces of shark in the air. Yeah. Flying through the air. Yeah, they think they've, they've ruined me yeah. with this movie yeah. and how terrifying it was. But I had made a connection with the shark. Right. And yeah. his death brought extreme trauma to me right and i cried so i thought i'd just clear the air there yeah get it out that happened you cried in this movie i cried i cried at the end and now i cry in a lot of movies this was not one it's not really not really a crying movie yeah so i thought we should probably clear the air there for sure for sure um it's strange it's strange to me that you liked sharks so much because yeah sharks are like i was trying to think of it while i was watching this movie sharks are like legitimate monsters like that they is are the actually i think the closest thing we have on earth to a monster they've yeah they've been around as long as dinosaurs have they've, exactly they've been around thousands them and crocodiles those yeah. are legit monsters and they're they're huge yeah they're huge they're killing machines like yeah. they just all they do is is swim around and kill like yeah. they are the teeth the the size of them so scary i find a shark actually the scariest thing we have on earth well you are afraid of open water a totally. as well <laughs> yeah. so you wouldn't be caught dead in no, a lake no. swimming we um we, we we got here uh to the lake um first thing we did went down to the dock made plans to uh go out on the water in a paddle boat or a kayak went back watched jaws Canceled the reservation. <laughs> well, did not I mean, go on the water the next day. Oh, the sharks are always eating paddle boats. <laughs> always and kayaks. Always, that's yeah. that's not stopping in shark. Uh, freshwater lakes. That always happens. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I am. I'm terrified of the open water, and I think it actually begins because you loved Jaws so much. 
and you were my big brother, so I wanted to like everything you liked. So I watched Jaws as a young kid as well, and terrified me. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm afraid of the water to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so I noticed you're in your uh, Jaws apparel. We, yes. We both are. You have yes. – your shirt says Amity Island, 1975, population 5,287, and that's crossed out, and it's written 5,273. 5, yes. So it appears that uh, – So are there – is this a spoiler alert? Are there so – Are there that's 15, 14, 14. 14 kills in Jaws? So that's what I was thinking. I – uh, my wife asked me, who are the 14 that died? And I, I was a little disappointed in myself because I wasn't a big enough nerd about it to be able to just list off the 14. No. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, we should. We could, we could maybe discuss it. We could look into it after. Someone who's listening to the podcast can maybe tell us about it. But yeah, it's got I, I'm thinking that 14 people die in this first movie. And that's why this number's here. Probably. Yeah, it, it's when I think about it, 14 sounds a bit high. But I, high. I think there's some there's a, there's some occasions where. Um, well, there's one occasion where a boat goes out and right. I don't know how many people are on that boat. Yeah. You see one of the deceased, but there, I think there may have been like five guys on that boat. Right. So they would have all died too. So f- 14, I think is probably correct. And all the people going out to hunt the shark, <clears throat> yeah. right? For the, for the bounty or whatever that they're getting. Um, you know, there could be more than just what yeah. we saw. I don't know. We don't, yeah. s- we don't see 14 kills, but no, that doesn't mean that 14, 14 people didn't yeah. die. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Jaws 2 takes place on the same island. So maybe we're including um, that that as well in the count. No, because your shirt says 1975. That is true. That yeah, was, that right, was Jaws, Jaws right, 1. Right. But I'm wearing the more traditional Jaws poster mm-hmm. t-shirt with the shark coming up. Yeah. And the naked woman swimming. Yeah. And I can't I can't tell if you can see nipple or not. <laughs> I can't I know in the I poster. Mean, I can't tell from here. No, but... Did you want to get a closer look? I know in the poster you can see nipple, but right, right. It doesn't look like it on the I'll shirt. Stay, I'll stay over here, but uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure you can. It must not be authentic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> may or may not be. Um... <laughs> and we have uh, our our handy jaws bottle opener. Very interesting. Yeah, that we have a uh to, to open up our drinks, we have a shark, and that's it. Yeah, we're going to be having some beverages here. We're on vacation. Yeah. And we thought... Because yeah, that's know, the only time we have beverages Yeah, because we, don't, we, we never have beverages during our other podcasts. No, so, no, no. Uh, Yeah, so Jaws is going to help us open uh, these bottles, and it's actually a terrible bottle opener. Yeah. It looks cool, but it, it doesn't do a really good job. So I was... When, I, I just used it just now to open my beverage, and... Uh, I was afraid it was going to be pretty hard to open. If you use a lot of force, it's okay. So I went into it knowing that, how am I going to open this bottle just with his teeth? So I used a lot of force and it was okay. But yeah, it yeah. doesn't look it doesn't look like it would... He has so many teeth. You got to dig the teeth in really you gotta good. You got to dig the teeth into the cap. Yeah, so we are ready. We are ready for this podcast. Okay, well, then let's just get right into it. Let's start yeah. talking about this movie. Table set, let's go. So as I love to do, we're going to get into the background a little bit. And I'll try not to talk too much, but with these backgrounds and when I when I start going about some of this stuff, I uh, sometimes I go a little bit too hard. So you interrupt me if uh, yeah, if you fall asleep, okay. I'll notice <laughs> yeah. and I'll stop. Throw something at me or interrupt me. Yeah, but like this movie, if we're gonna go into the background of any movie, it, it should be this movie. There's tremendous background There's to this movie. So many great things to learn about this movie. If you do not know about the entire production of this movie, it is very fascinating. And I used to not care about that stuff. It, it would take away from the movie magic for me. Mm-hmm. And over the past few years, I've been 
getting more into wanting to learn about that stuff yeah. and finding it more fascinating yeah. uh, and having it actually add to the movie rather than take away. So yeah. uh, we, one of the reasons we decided to do this podcast as well. Yeah. So let, let's start her up then. Jaws, the movie, released June 20th, 1975. Mm-hmm. Budget $9 million, mm-hmm. which was a pretty big budget back at that time. Doesn't yeah. sound like much now, but it was a lot back then. Listen to this return. A few of our other podcasts, movies, didn't get the greatest return yeah. on investment. Yeah. Here we go. Budget $9 million. Worldwide gross, $470 million. In 1975. In 1975. So adjusted for today is roughly $3 billion at the box office. That's incredible. It's actually insane. It is insane. This, I, like, you have probably a lot to talk about right there, but this one just, like, gets me going right, right off the bat. Well, we've talked about this before. We've well, One of my favorite conversations was about this exact thing um, at the box office where you have, like, you know, Endgame and Avatar crushing at the box office, but they open on, like, 4,000 screens. This movie opened on 400 screens. 464. 464 and made over 400 million dollars in a time where there really wasn't a summer blockbuster like it invented summer blockbusters it invented basically opening early in the summer playing all summer where everybody goes to it and opening in multiple cities at the same time that is just something that like opening day now is just like it opens everywhere right but they used to travel with movies right they used to go here play the movie take the film go to the next city take the film go to the next city they're like jaws let's open it everywhere yeah. Let's open it on 400 screens. Yeah. And it paid off. Big I time. find this very fascinating. Big time payoff. Yeah. So out of those 464 theaters, 55 were in Canada. The rest were in the U.S. Okay. That was in June, I'd mentioned. They opened in, in those theaters in June. Yeah. By July, they were up to 700 theaters. And by August, they were up to 950. There you go. So they revved it up adding, real yeah. fast. They, know what, they knew what they had there. Yeah, so 464, while we're talking about that not being very much nowadays, that was the biggest opening for a movie ever at that time. Yeah. So it was it was huge. Yeah. That was, like you said, that was a legit summer blockbuster. Yeah. And the reason for that was this was one of the first movies to actually do a, a television marketing campaign. Oh, okay. So movies, didn't movies didn't do that before this, and they took a chance at marketing on the TV cool. a few months leading up to the movie, cool. and it paid off big time. Yeah. So there was a huge buzz for this. Yeah. Um, and obviously that has caught on, right? Like yeah. marketing campaigns for movies nowadays, it's, there's so much money being pumped into that and it, yeah. it, it brings back, you know, tremendous revenue for them. Yeah. And you can almost tell how much faith like a studio has in a movie by when those commercials start coming out. Yeah. Right. Like if they start coming out a month before the movie's coming out, you're like, okay, they have faith that this movie's going to do well. They want to get people jacked for it a month early. But sometimes you get a, uh, a preview that comes out and it's like, oh, starting next week. Like right. starting this Friday. And you're like, huh? Like that's right. the first time I've seen this preview. Yeah. They must not have a lot of faith in it. Those so they just put a little bit into the TV campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones you usually don't go to. Yeah. Either. Yeah. And you like maybe they didn't even have like a preview ready until like you're, you're a little bit worried about those ones that you just see a week before. Yeah. You don't really go to them. Exactly. Yeah. So... This movie was based on a 1974 novel of the same name. Mm-hmm. The novel uh, famously written by Peter Benchley. Mm-hmm. Now, his whole concept for this book came from his interest in sharks. Mm-hmm. So he's a shark lover. And he had heard about this guy, Frank Mundus, in 1964. He caught a 4,500-pound great white shark off the coast of Montauk, New York. Wow. 
So that is massive. Yes. That's a massive shark. Wow. So this Frank Mundus guy, he was a shark hunter. Uh, he, he utilized some fairly unethical uh, hunting techniques for sharks. Okay. So he would use a lot of... He would kill whales and cut them up and use them for chum. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then when the sharks came up, he'd just harpoon them. Mm-hmm. So not not really the best way to you know to be a fisherman no don't love that but he held the record for the largest shark slash fish that was ever caught by a rod and reel okay that one not that, this one. Oh, not it that was one. a different one the one that okay. he caught was about three thousand pounds okay which, oh because rod and reel he caught it with rod and reel. Rod, yeah, the, yeah, yeah this yeah. 4500 pound one he harpooned, harpooned it, it right rod and reel but three thousand pound rod and reel that's pretty cool he must have had some sort of a backpack thing that strapped him into the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just like Quint. Yeah. Yeah. So Mundus apparently was quite an eccentric character. Uh, he was said to paint his toenails red, okay. red and green. Okay. One for starboard, one for port. I love it. <laughs> starting to love this guy. He wore a hoop earring. <laughs> this nice. is 64, keep in mind. Is he available for a beer? Can we get him on the <laughs> no, he's, podcast? He's this passed guy away. sounds great. We can call him. We this can try to call him up. great. He's... I'm sure he's passed away, but mm-hmm. actually, I know he passed away. Okay. But he would wear an uh, Australian slouch hat, and he had a shark tooth necklace. Nice. So picture this guy in 1964 going yeah. around killing sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also was known to hate two-way radios. Okay. Which is inter- interesting fact. Yeah. Because this is what the character Quint was. Based yeah, that's on, some quick characterization guy, there for sure. Right? Yeah. Quint definitely hates. Oh, two-way yeah. radios. His two-way radio stuff is is hilarious. Yeah. 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 And, and Quint is a bit of an eccentric character himself. Totally. Totally. So, I mean, the actor himself, even. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, in Mundus's late years, he actually becomes a shark conservationist, which is kind of a neat twist for him. For him. Yeah. So, he kind of came full circle and, and you know, right. realized maybe that the errors in his ways. Interesting. And, and, and makes, interesting. It, makes a turn. Yeah. That, yeah, that is very interesting. But Mundus, he ends up dying of a heart attack in Hawaii. That's where he was living. And it was after he spent a summer um, back on his boat in Montauk. Okay. So he was just vacationing there for the summer. And in his obituary, it's stated that he spent the last night of the summer out on his boat. And then he came back to Hawaii, kind of yeah. landed from his vacation yeah. and then passed away. Okay. So I just thought that was... I thought that was really interesting that this guy, yeah. you know, who loved the ocean so much, kind of spends his last moments on this boat that he loves. Yeah. So. Kind of the perfect way for uh, him to go, you know? Perfect night before that's right. him uh, passing away. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, I might be connecting. I'm, I'm reaching. I yeah. might be reaching with the yeah. connect the dots here. Yeah. yeah. But in, in Jaws 4, yeah, so they talk about yeah. Chief Brody dying of a heart attack yeah. from fear of the shark. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it feels like something may have came from from this. Yeah. That, so I, I, I didn't like... want to I didn't want to throw it in there, but I was thinking of actually Jaws three, where the movie's sort of about saving that one great white. And so I was wondering if like that part of his life too got into it, where it's like, okay, let's make a movie now where it's like let's a good let, point. Yeah, let's let's yeah. bring that shark in and let's let's save that shark. Yeah. Um, and then now you bring that up with four. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they sort of track if they knew. Um, the, the makers of three and four, if they knew that that was sort of the track of this guy's life and they're like, let's kind of parallel these yeah. movies with his life. Yeah. So that's a little bit about, about Frank Mundus. Yeah. Interesting. So interesting that, character. Yeah. That makes four a little bit better. Okay. Which, uh, I don't like four. 
Well, we'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to. We're, we're here to talk about one right now. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah. So moving on. So um, Peter Benchley, he's commissioned in 1971 to write the novel. Yeah. Okay. For Jaws. Now, interestingly enough, Benchley he's stated that all of the books he writes are what if books. Hmm. He says, in the case of Jaws, his what if was what would happen if a normal Joe, Chief Brody, would get himself into a position that is like way beyond his capacity to handle. Yeah. Um, so he says, here's Brody coming to the island, doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. Doesn't like going in the ocean. A retired New York City cop. Yeah, just taking the job. Taking the job. Yeah. And he's cast into this role of now needing to be a seaman to hunt a shark. Yeah, yeah. So this is Benchley's... Benchley does a what if here for us. He must love this podcast. Right? Yeah, he, he's <laughs> clearly he's listened love, to it. He must love this podcast. He's clearly listened to it. That's awesome. Uh, Peter throws out a what if. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Pete. <laughs> I thought that was really neat. Yeah, totally. Uh, interesting way to go about writing books. Yeah. So Benchley, he spends a lot of time researching for this book. Yeah. And a lot of the information that he pulls from are events that happen in 1916 off the coast of New Jersey. Yeah. From July 1st to 12th, there's four people that get killed by a shark and one that's injured. Yeah. So the type of shark was never confirmed, whether it was great white or bull shark. Okay. Could have been both. Okay. This wasn't necessarily one shark. Yeah. But for sure, I'm thinking for sure great white was one of them. Yeah. If not the only one, it was definitely one of them. Yeah, and when you think of, like, the most dangerous shark, I mean, you think of Great White. I don't know if I think of Great White because of these movies or if, like, that's just the most dangerous shark. Like, that's... Yeah, I think um, I think it's arguable which which is more dangerous. I know the bull shark is very dangerous. Okay. And, also, and the like, tiger shark is extremely, extremely dangerous. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so Great Whites... Maybe uh, Great Whites get the largest. I don't I don't know why you... Well, I think I think you touched on it there. I think it's because of the movies. Okay. Like, if these movies were about tiger sharks, yeah. we we inherently right. think okay. tiger sharks are okay. extremely like, dangerous. Yeah, but in my mind, it's Great Whites. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the, yeah. I mean, there's Great Whites, tiger sharks, bull sharks are kind of the well-known okay. man-eaters. Now there's... I think 450 some species yeah. of sharks. Yeah. So I'm sure there's all sorts of man eaters, but right. Those are the kind of the most, da- the top of the most dangerous. Yeah. I think maybe because they get the biggest, mm. the largest. Right. So they're, again, they're the most scary. Like they're the monsters of the sea right. because they're the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to fuck with them. All right. No. All right. <laughs> you I'm do. serious. Hey, that's Tell why I stay out of the water. I do not I know. go in the water. I don't, I'm starting to think I'm not going to go in the water here. Yeah. We're in a, we're in a, at a small lake. But <laughs> I'm still not going in. <laughs> that's not to say that somebody couldn't couldn't have dropped a couple sharks. You know what? Okay, wait, wait, you know what's terrifying? Just a large body of water. Yeah. You just don't know what's going on underneath. Yeah. Right. Like, and well, that's, that's true. That's what the kind of magic of this movie is. We'll mm. obviously get to it, but there's this large amount of space that's filled with water, and you yeah. have no idea what's going on below you. Yeah. It's ter- that's what's terrifying to me. Just not knowing what is happening. Yeah, and, and we don't know. Like, no. you take some of the oceans. There's uncharted. A large part of the bottom of the ocean is uncharted. Of I mean, course, how do you chart yeah. that? It's so deep, and there's who yeah. knows what's down there. They're always finding new, weird-looking creatures down yeah. there. If I was if I was treading water and I could see 
like the water was perfectly clear. Say all water on the planet is perfectly clear. I'm treading water and I can see everything. Oh, you wouldn't swim. Uh, I, but I know if I'm in danger or not, right? I, I know if there's just little fish and I'm okay with that or if there's something big down there and then I can get out. But not knowing, in my mind, there's always something big down there because I can't see. Right. So there's just always something gigantic right underneath me. You can't control your imagination. No, I can't. I think... I actually, I remember a time when I was, I don't know, I, I think maybe five, six or seven around that age where I was in the middle of a lake, no problem with it, like just swimming. I mean, I probably wasn't in the middle of the lake. I was probably right off the dock, yeah. <laughs> but I was five years old, thought I was in the middle of the lake. And I just decided I would stick my head underwater and look. I stuck my head under the water. I opened my eyes. I couldn't see anything. Yeah. And that scared me. I yeah. remember that moment as being like the most scary. Right. That I can't even look under here and see what's down here. Yeah. I don't know what's there. It's scarier that way because if you do see something, yeah. it's at the last second when it just gets right into your face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. You can't see it at all unless it's right there. You know what I'm terrified of in the water? It's not fish or sharks or yeah. anything like yeah. that. It's seaweed. Yeah. When, when I'm okay. swimming and yeah. seaweed touches my yeah. feet, that's it. I'm done. Totally. I can't handle it. And it's irrational. Yeah. But. I'm the same way, but it's because I think that's just some sort of eel or something. Like, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Usually. And I'm, I'm a great swimmer. It's just like the only thing about it is that I don't know what's going on under that surface. Yeah. So I need to know that I can get to the shore fast enough before something can catch me. And you can't. I can't. Yeah. I mean, this Jaws, this shark in Jaws, I can't beat him anywhere. I think I can beat the shark in Jaws 3 anywhere. That guy's real slow. We'll we'll talk about that. (laughs) Funny you should touch on that. Funny. Funny comment there. I like that. (laughs) All right. I'm going to keep going here. Yeah. So these shark attacks that are happening, the panic that was caused by these attacks was considered unrivaled in American history. Really? Yeah. Okay. This was a huge event. People were losing their shit. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So after the first attack, uh, experts were actually reluctant to lay blame on a shark. They, they weren't saying that it wasn't a shark, but they were saying, oh, it was a complete accident. Like the shark didn't yeah. know yeah. what it was doing. Sounds a lot like it bit by movie, mistake. Right? Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. With the, yeah, the, the mayor's side of it. With the mayor yeah. who's like, it's not that it wasn't a shark. It's just that we caught him. That's right. <laughs> right? It's we, all good. We caught we a caught shark. Him. Yeah. yeah. So after the second attack, uh, resorts start to feel the impact. So they resorts yeah, yeah. in the area are out about $250,000 from potential income, okay. which um, for, for today's numbers is $5.8 million. Okay. So a huge economic hit yeah. there for them. I, and I, some, I like that because it like shows that people are smart. Yes. I feel like sometimes... Fool like, me once. I feel like I'm the only on smart one out there sometimes where it's like, why would I go do that? Right. Why am I... Why is this lineup for this like really high like ride so long? Like, well, this, why are there this so many people here? This would have been great for you because now yeah. you could just blend in. You could don't, be one of the... Because everybody's just on the beach now where you are because you're yeah. not going in the water. That's what I'm so talking So this is, this is perfect for it's you. It's perfect. It's like, yeah, why would we go in the water, yeah, everybody? That's right. Yeah, you're <laughs> riling the troops, right? Hey, smart. <laughs> everybody, we shouldn't go in the water, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sharks, right, guys? Sharks, they're, they're going to eat you. Yeah. So sunbathing is down 75% in some areas. Sunbathing. So people are, don't even want to sure. go near the water. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And they hold a, a press conference where they have <laughs> they have three scientists. I love how they just get scientists, right? right? Like these right. guys will be able to tell us what's going on, yeah. right? So, right. A scientist. I just picture them like in their white outfits, oh, you yeah. know, with oh, their pocket like, protectors. The lab coat on. The lab sure, coat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyways, 
three scientists, they tried to explain the likelihood of there being a third attack. Okay. Right? We got to calm everybody down. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> the chances of a third attack, come on, extremely low, right? Yeah. Don't worry about it. There won't. The first two were probably accidents. But here, so, here is the thing, though. If some scientist gets in front of you and he's going to throw the chances and it's going to be a number, anything other than zero is still bad. Right, <laughs> like, and right. If, as a person listening to that, if they say there's a 12% chance, real low. That's a real low percent chance. I'm still like, I'm never going to the water again, right? Like, right. Why would you get in front of them? Why risk it? That? Why risk Because you're swimming and you're like, eh, is that 12%, 12% chance? I mean, kind of <laughs> yeah. itching me right now. Yeah, so... What they do is they try to urge people to still swim, but go and swim in the designated areas. Okay. So what they were doing is they were dropping protective steel nets in the water, yeah. and people could swim in there. Okay. Um, and this is still back in, like, 1916. This is, this is like, while the attacks are happening. The, okay. This is a couple days after the, okay. the attack. This is, this is after attack number two. Okay. So this yeah. is probably, I don't know, the uh, 14th or 15th or something. Yeah. yeah. First attack was Ju- uh, July 12th. Okay. So by this point, most of the beaches are closed. Yeah. Right. They're just yeah. like, well, you know, we're just not going to risk it, right? Okay. That's good. where okay. that's where a lot of the money, beaches, a lot of the money. Yeah. That's why a lot of the money is not coming in. Yeah. Yeah. They've closed a lot For of the, the resorts, beaches. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get attack three and four. Oh no. Now, yes. After this. But the likelihood was low, Tim. It was low. It was real low. Which would explain. Where do they get these numbers from? <laughs> Where do they get these? <laughs> well, low. Not even percentages. It's, it's low. low. Yeah. Where did they get it's that? It's low. I feel like that's just off the top of their head. They're like, it's like the weatherman or something. Yeah. They just paid someone to get up there and say low. Yeah. 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 Low chance of another <laughs> shark attack today. Loose just skies. put a white coat on anybody. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So after three and four, people are very upset. Mm-hmm. People are dropping dynamite in the water, trying to kill sharks. What? Yep. The situation is escalated to President Woodrow Wilson, okay. who promises to set aside money to eradicate this shark threat. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. It's, just, it's a major thing. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a huge, thing, yeah. a huge deal. Uh, oh shark goodness. hunts ensue along the New Jersey coast. Armed hunters are just killing sharks left yeah. and right. Yeah. Local municipalities are off- offering bounties on whatever shark you can get. And hundreds of sharks are killed in these hunts. Wow. And these hunts are described as the largest scale animal hunt in history. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is wild to me. I know. That we, and sort of like, being like a human and swimming in the shark's environment, you're going into his home and he attacks you. That's horrible. That is terrible. But like. You're just going and killing all of these sharks? Yeah. Maybe just stay out of his home. <laughs> I don't they, they, know. They don't know it's, any better, right? They, they don't, don't know. know. Yeah, they don't know any better. Like uh, up until that wow. time, there weren't really shark attacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is kind of the first so it's like kill recorded kill case yeah. of of a, sh- a shark, Yeah, a, a rogue shark killing wow. people. Wow. Yikes. July that's, 14th. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's blowing my mind right now. So July 14th, two days after the last attack. Yeah. A taxidermist and lion tamer named Michael Schleiser catches a great white shark. Okay. So he was fishing upstream. He catches a seven and a half foot, 325 pound great okay. white. Okay. So the shark almost destroys his boat in the process. It's eating his boat. Yeah. But when they cut the shark open, they find what they believe to be human remains. Okay. And after that, there were no more reports of shark attacks. Interesting. So this shark most likely 
yeah. was the cause of some of the yeah. events because yeah. they basically said like look we can't promise you this is a human yeah body or pieces of the body yeah but like it it's it, it, it looks like it, it looks it like, looks human like pieces. it and then shark attacks and then the attack stop stopped that. that's interesting so it's like it's like one shark who's like let's get humans like that's what that story sounds like perhaps like, one shark yeah. that got a taste for humans like, and if might, you follow yeah if it you might fo- not be true but like it's it, it's the way the story goes right? right yeah yeah and if you follow the attacks the attacks go from huh. south to north huh. Huh. there's steady like intervals at different locations going north along the coast yeah. and then finally inland Right. Into a stream. Now, what they were saying was that they didn't think it was a great white because great whites don't typically swim upstream like that. Okay. But whatever. It could have yeah. happened. I mean, they, they there are there are cases of great whites being found upstream. So yeah. it's not like it's it's not like it's impossible for them. Right. Interesting. And there this shark, seven and a half feet, three hundred and twenty five pounds. Yeah. I just told you about Mundus. Yeah. Catching a thirty-five hundred pound giant. shark. Giant. That's a giant. Three hundred twenty-five pounds. Tiny. There's a when picture you said it, of it. It sounded tiny. Um, people listening, just search uh, Schleicher shark. Uh, is the, the name spelling is S C H L E I S S E R. Just search for that, and you'll find a picture of this guy in front of the shark. The shark is is not very big. Yeah. Like it's not swallowing anybody whole. Yeah. What it's going to be doing is taking a bite out of your leg and totally. you're bleeding out. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. But there's always skeptics. Right. Right? So, one gentleman, Barrett P. Smith. Okay. And I love this I love name. the P. Love this I love the P. <laughs> yeah, get that in there. Barrett P. Barrett P. Smith. Yeah. He writes a letter to the New York Times and he offers his own hypothesis okay. about these murders. Okay. That goes something like this. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try something different here. I'm gonna try a Barrett P. Smith voice because I, I feel it. like this. I, I feel it. like this needs it because it's so Tim, we need ridiculous. It. Let's go. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> Let's see what I can do here. Yeah. Mm, having read with much interest the account of the fatality off Spring Lake, New Jersey, I should like to offer suggestions somewhat at variance with the shark theory. In my opinion, it is most unlikely that a shark was responsible. And I believe it much more likely that the attack was made by a sea turtle. I have spent much time at sea and along shore and have several times seen turtles large enough to inflict just such wounds. These creatures are vicious disposition and when annoyed are extremely dangerous to approach. And it is my idea that Bruder may have disturbed one while it was asleep on or close to the surface. That's a great, that's a great piece of, I apologize for that. That so good. I feel like that was terrible. That was and if so anybody good. sounds like that and I've offended you, I apologize. So I just this I think that's Barry what he P. Like. Smith yeah. guy. Like, come on. So he thinks it's a. Could you imagine if this movie was a sea turtle? I'm just looking at your shirt and imagining like a sea turtle oh, coming up. Yeah, and it's like I don't know the size of her torso. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, slightly <laughs> less terrifying. It's slightly if you put a sea turtle in this they, where the shirt is, you, you wouldn't even notice it in the shirt. No, no. What, do they have teeth even? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, let's give they some credit. We'll give credit to sea turtles. Like that snap. thing can that yeah. thing will take a chunk out of you for sure. But a, a 
rogue sea turtle traveling up the coast murdering people? You don't need... Bear it. You don't need a bigger boat for that. No, you <laughs> don't. <laughs> You're good you with don't. whatever boat you have if yeah. it's a sea turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It's, there's just people like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, it wasn't a shark. <laughs> But this whole this whole story is very interesting because the whole uh, narrative of this story is of a single shark. That's what you're telling me right now. So I th- I'm coming around to you crying as a five year old. The shark might be the hero of this movie. It's tough to say, and maybe, right? maybe not the hero, but like at least the main character of the movie is the shark. The narrative is around the shark. Oh, I think the shark is the main character. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah, there that that guy happened. <laughs> <laughs> Barry P. Smith happened. Barry P. Smith was a guy. He loves sea turtles. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, I or hated them. Right. Maybe he got bit he by looked, one, and he's he like, you know what? How many Let's sharks were look at the killed. outrage to the sharks and how many are being killed. If we can somehow turn this on the sea turtles it's like and get time, them murdered, one time he was swimming and a sea turtle came up and snapped at him. That's right. And he's like, we these gotta go. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> these, these sea turtles. Danger. Gotta go. He knows the real danger in the ocean. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, before the attacks of 1916, yeah. American scholars doubted that sharks could fatally wound a human. Okay. Because it just really didn't happen. weren't reports of it. Interesting. Monsters. Yeah. With huge teeth. Experts questioned whether a shark's jaws even had power to sever a human <laughs> leg. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> one, one guy questioned... I don't, I don't know who. It's probably Barrett. He questioned whether a 30-foot shark could even snap a human bone. <laughs> they didn't know. So, obviously, after 1916, but all of this changed. Sea turtles. Uh, yeah, sea turtle. Yeah, Murderous sea turtle. I don't know. A 30-foot shark. Couldn't snap The him. one Schleicer caught, seven and a half feet. Probably killed these five, with these four, four people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But a 30-foot shark. Yeah. That's bigger than Jaws is in the movie. Yeah, yeah, 25. He's 25, but... Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Uh, I like hearing that uh, that they, they caught a bigger shark than that, knowing that this isn't just, like, the most craziest thing you could think of, like like The Meg, you know, the, the movie that came out recently, The Meg, yeah. where the shark is unbelievably gigantic like they have to make a whole mythos about the shark of like how it could exist and be this big i like that in jaws the sharks actually there could be a shark that big yeah there could be a shark bigger than yeah. that in the water yeah um i love that yeah it's like a real thing that's out there yeah they don't have to they don't have to go too far to make you afraid of it because it exists it, right exactly and the the things that are happening are happening to regular day people yeah yeah right? like you or i could go in the water get killed by a shark yeah i, I won't go in the water you, yeah, you won't be. Yeah, I won't be, be I'll watch you. You'll be watching me swim from the yeah. beach. Yeah. So that's a bit of that background there. Great. Yeah. Great and, to hear that. Um, ben, Benchley, we're, we're talking about his his story here and the um, the, the research that he did mm-hmm. for it. So he's paid a thousand dollars to write the first one hundred pages of the book. Oh, okay. So he submits a hundred pages, and they decide if they want to go forward with it. I, now, do you mean uh, just? Uh, just like to his publishers, like this is just the book. There's no movie ties yet. No movie ties. Like yet. that happens after they just yeah. adapt it. Okay, no, this is just the done. book. Okay. It's just the okay. book. Okay. Yeah. So the publisher wants uh, the first four chapters. Okay. And they're going to pay him for that. And yeah. if they like it, they'll continue. Yeah. So Sounds they do. Good. They do like it. And after that, he's paid seventy five hundred dollars for the rest of the book. Sounds great. So not a ton of money. No. Eighty well, five hundred bucks. So it's obviously a, a sure. lot more back yeah. then, yeah. but still eighty five hundred bucks for this. I mean, not a ton of money for how big right. the success of this is. Right. But 
I, I don't know his career before that, but if I was to write a book, that sounds like decent money for my book. Oh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd accept that graciously <laughs> sure. right now. Yeah. Right away. thousand yeah. bucks for four chapters? Sure, perfect. Yeah, I promise Get you my book wouldn't be worth 85 Get right on it. <laughs> I'd be ripping that publishing company off if we bought it. So he submits his final draft of mm-hmm. the book in 1973. So two years before the movie. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that close. Yeah. It was very close. Yeah. 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 So he he uh, that's his final draft. That's it, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It uh, The book has tremendous success. Mm-hmm. The hardcover is on the best cover, uh, best selling list for 44 weeks. Wow. And then when the paperback comes out, it sells millions, millions right. of copies. Yeah, that's right. I remember that it was topping the charts while they were making the movie. So they wanted to get the movie out quick so that they could cash in on that top on charting that. book. Yeah. 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 So have you read the book? I have not, no. I've actually read the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, From what I heard, it would be less um, jokey than the movie. Like, they brought, like, right, they brought on a writer to kind of make it a little more adventurous. Yep. Right? So the, yep. the, there's the a little bit more serious. More, more serious, like, about shark attacks, right. right? Like, about the attacks a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I read it years and years ago, so I don't remember the the intricacies of it. But yeah, I do remember it being a bit more serious. It wasn't. It wasn't as fun. There weren't like the fun the exactly, fun moments yeah, in yeah. it. So moving forward, we get Steven Spielberg as the director for this movie. Yeah. So he comes on. He's twenty seven years old. Young. This is his second feature film. So he agrees to cast. Unknown actors. Can we just say how he gets the job? Yeah, go ahead. There's another director that is chosen for Jaws? Well, hold on. Okay. I think I think we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay, sure. I, go ahead. I do have some notes on that, okay, so let's just hold off for a yeah. second. He he agrees to cast unknowns because he doesn't want major actors in the role. Well, that's right. I heard I heard that Charlton or Yes, Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston, right, was yeah. in line for Chief Brody. Yeah. And it's like if you can imagine Charlton Heston in that role, it'd be like he would destroy that shark in a second. Right. That, that's yeah. what you would think because like, sure. he is like like all he has is gravitas. Like that's all that guy has is like if he goes if he's in this town and there's a shark problem, that's being dealt with immediately, immediately. right? You need someone who's the audience, someone who's a little bit passive about it and doesn't really know, maybe doesn't like water. You need someone who the audience can relate to. Well, that's exactly it. It's like we mentioned, they wanted the movie to be relatable to people. For sure. They, yeah. they, while you're watching it, they want you to feel like this could be happening to mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. Not if, if Charlton Heston's there, you're not, you don't feel like... Yeah. We've, we've talked about this before, too. It's like you're not afraid of the main character dying, yeah. really, if it's a, a real famous person. It was the Alien podcast. Totally. If, if your main actor totally. is someone super famous, you're, you're already comfortable in the idea that this this actor actress is not going to die. Yeah, Charlton Heston would not die. In 1975, no. he's not dying in that movie. No. So in a movie like this, yeah. it's open for anybody to die, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when, when you cast when you cast like that. Definitely. Uh and Spielberg he actually said that the superstar of the movie was going to be the shark. So Perfect. He, he knew yeah. that that was his he main knew. character. Yeah. Okay. He's so, with you. He's he with knows, me. Yeah. He knows the shark's main character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was speaking speaking Great. to me on this one. Yeah. So the first person to be cast in this movie is Lorraine Gary. Oh yeah. So Ellen Brody. Okay. This is another thing. Up until we decided to do this podcast, I thought her name was Lorraine Gray. Ah. For my entire life, I always thought she was Lorraine Gray. Interesting. And a few years ago, I realized that Roy Scheider, Chief Brody, his name is not Roy Schneider. Yeah. So I always thought he was Schneider, I always not Scheider. He, I 
Always thought you were Schneider as well, yeah. And I was always calling her Lorraine Gray. Gray, But yeah. it's Gary. Yeah, interesting. So I screwed up. <laughs> I've screwed up my entire life. It's a good names. thing we did this podcast. You get the last names right. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we typically pronounce things wrong, but... <laughs> always. But now... It's yeah. kind of our thing. We're our trying thing to name... Studios we just get these names right. Oh, yeah. Well, when it gets so hot, you know? <laughs> you I don't know how... Right. How many times have you almost passed out in the studio? So many. It starts... Everything Every... starts to get hazy, and then you just kind of mumble the guy's name wrong or say Every something time. wrong. Every yeah. time. It's part of... Uh, it's part of the fun. <laughs> So, guess why she gets uh, first cast? I do know this one. Okay. I think it's because she's the producer's wife? No. Is that right? Close. President of Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> wife. Even better. The, the top of the top. The top of the top. top. President Who of should we Universal. cast first? My wife. My wife. You can yes, only do perfect. this movie if you cast my wife. Perfect. Lorraine is in. <laughs> so, the role of Chief Brody then. And let's just say, she's great. She is she great. She does a great job. She is great. Great job. Great. Yeah. Yes. Loved her. Yeah. Very they believable. Her, they bring her back for four. She's so good, right? Like, they don't have to do that. They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> four. She, everything four. that was great about her in this, somewhere was lost between one and four. Right. But I'm just saying she was so good that they bring her back for four. Yes. Yeah. She comes back. Yeah. Four's back. Four is four. So Chief Brody is offered to Robert Duvall. Do you know Robert Duvall? I do Bobby, know Robert Duvall. Bobby yeah. Duvall. Yeah. He's, he wants in, but he's only interested in the role of Quint. Interesting. So he's out as Brody. Then, like you said, Charlton Heston yeah. is interested in the role of Brody. Yeah. But like we talked about, Spielberg doesn't want those known actors. No. And, like, that's just such a smart choice. It's a great, a great like, plan. You're a 27-year-old director, and Charlton Heston wants to lead in your second movie? How many people are snatching? Just going with that. Yeah. And he's thinking... Night after night, right? I don't think he's right. Yeah. I can't. Can I say no to Charlton Heston? I don't know, but I don't think he's right for the part. And he says no to him. Exactly. Yeah. So, what we get is Roy Schneider. I just did it. Roy Schneider. He's not. He's not a hot dog. Roy Scheider. I can't believe I did. I was he's not practicing a hot dog. his name so much. Roy Scheider ends up being cast as Brody. So the way he gets it. Did you hear how he got it? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes, go for it. Okay, well, I've been talking a lot. You go okay. for it. He goes up to he goes up to Spielberg at a party, and Spielberg knows who he is, but uh, is just kind of like doesn't know him at all, but knows who he is because he's an actor, and so they're just talking at a party, as I assume Hollywood parties are, um, and he's just saying like, "Oh man, you know, I just can't figure out who can be like my lead in this role. It's like a bunch of big guys want it, but I don't know, like." I don't think they fit, and I just can't find this guy that the audience will connect with. And Roy's just like, I'm an actor. <laughs> How about me? <laughs> nice. Done. <laughs> right? Nice. And he just signs him up. Yeah, so I had heard that Scheider overheard Spielberg talking okay. about the part in the movie, talking about the movie, yeah. and the part where the shark was going to jump onto the boat, okay, okay. and he, and Scheider wanted in. Okay. So he went over to him, and then yeah. probably, and said, like, like you're saying, I'm an actor happened. too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How about me? Yeah, and he gets it. He's in. He's in. So nine days before they start production, they don't have a Quint and they don't have a Hooper cast. Right. So Robert Shaw, who ends up being Quint, yeah. is actually the third person to be offered the role of Quint. Yeah. There are a couple others. And he's he's reluctant to take it yeah. because he's a difficult character. Apparently, yeah. Apparently he's... Shaw Shaw is a different difficult character. He's like a difficult he's a, he's a type big, of guy. He's a big stage actor guy, right? So a big like guy who's like acting is like 
like like the stage acting. That's what you got to get in. You got to pay your dues. You got to whatever. They're going to sign on for a twenty seven year old director. Probably not, right? Yeah. Like they want they want people who've worked in the biz for a long time. Yeah. So he's reluctant to take the part. Yeah. Uh, he actually didn't like the book. Okay. He read okay. it. Didn't like it. The reason he takes it is because his wife and secretary are really excited about it. <laughs> I guess the 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 only other cool. time cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> this guy. He's, he, he doesn't wear the pants. He, he's, uh, <laughs> well, I, I also heard he's a really big drinker. So it might have been just one night where he was just like, right. you know, a, a couple rise in and then his wife's just like, you should do that movie. And he's it, like, yeah. ah, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> done. Done. Yeah. Count me in. Count me in. Uh, the other, the only other movie the wife and secretary were interested in for him was From Russia With Love, the James Bond movie, which he does a fantastic job in. Yeah. Great role. So yeah. I think that. Since they were excited, he got on board. Totally. Like you said, yeah. he had several rise and signed yeah. on the dotted line. I love line. From Russia With Love, one of my favorite Bonds. Yeah, so. it is. It's one yeah. of the best. Yeah. So there's several people considered for Hooper, including your buddy John Voigt. Imagine Voight. him. Can you imagine Voigt <laughs> as Hooper? Voight. And Jeff Bridges Oh, as well. Voigt and Jeff Bridges. Yeah, those actually both would have been pretty good. But, I mean, no, you, you can't beat Dreyfus. You can't beat Dreyfus no, in this he's role. He's perfect in this role. And, and I heard that Dreyfus was turning it down. He he did he he wasn't really interested in it, but he yeah. was coming off a, a bad performance in a movie. That's what I heard. The one that it wasn't bad, but he didn't like it. Yeah. So he he immediately wanted to redeem himself. Yeah. And uh, George Lucas and um, Spielberg are, were our friends, and Lucas suggested Dreyfus okay. for the role. Okay. So and I mean, like classically, I guess Dreyfus isn't happy with his performances because he went to the media after Jaws and said. I'm not good in this movie. Oh. I don't think my character is good in this movie. Really? I think that I didn't get enough time in this movie. I will be bad in Jaws. Is what oh, he he's said. so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, he comes out of the theater after it's all pulled together and they have the premiere. He comes out and says, like, arms in the air, we did it. Oh, yeah, so, nice. like, I think he's just a guy who is, like, maybe can't see it all being put together until yeah. he sees it on the screen because he thought his character wouldn't didn't have enough, like, dues paid, really. And it wouldn't make sense, his character. And he is... So money in this movie. Oh, he's so money. He's my MVP in this movie. Like, really? The shark's probably yours, but Dreyfus is mine. Like, Dreyfus is my most valuable performance in this movie. He's great. Yeah. He, they actually, once they got him on board, they adjusted the script because of he because of him. Awesome. So they changed, Makes sense, they changed, yeah. Um, they changed it for him. So, yeah. Um, I think that's probably a pretty good spot to take a break. Break time. Uh, we need to get some fresh air in here. Yeah. Family uh, dinner. We've got dinner reservations, <laughs> got so we dinner. actually... <laughs> Or uh, we have to take a break right now. So we'll be back, we'll be back shortly. in a couple hours, though. All right. <laughs>